Okay, welcome back to the Author Speaker Podcast, sponsored by Georgia Speakers Bureau, the Author Speaker Academy, and the Bill Gove Speech Workshop. My name is Steve Siebold, and I'll be your host. And I wanted to uh, to talk about the passing of the great Bob Proctor. <clears throat> this was uh, a really sad thing. I had talked to Bob about three weeks before he passed, and uh, he sounded great. He was doing great. We were laughing on the phone for about a half an hour, and then I got a call from his uh, his the person that runs his company, and she told me he was gone, and uh, it was it was pretty quick, and uh, I was just stunned, and I think a lot of people were really stunned because uh, Bob was eighty seven years old. So if you don't if you've never seen Bob speak or heard of Bob, then you think, well, he's eighty seven years old. I mean, why would you be surprised? He was like Superman. I mean, I never worried about Bob. He was 87, and he had more energy than most 27-year-olds I know. I mean, the last, I, last time I saw him speak, he did three 10-hour days in a row. I mean, just amazing energy. And uh, he was uh, an amazing guy. You know, I had met Bob. He was a, a fellow graduate. Uh, Bill Gove was his mentor and the father of professional speaking. Bill, he was a, uh, Bob was a graduate of the Bill Gove Workshop, and that's how I met him. When I attended the Bill Gove Speech Workshop in 1996, I met him through Bill Gove. And we worked together for three years. We traveled traveled all over together. Uh, we spoke to tens of thousands of people and audiences. We had about a three-year run where we were working with Bob. We did an album together at Nightingale Conant with uh, Larry Wilson and Bill Gove and uh, back in 1999, I think it was. And So we were very good friends for 25 years. And uh, so I was just shocked. It really uh, took the wind out of my sails when he passed. But I wanted to share with you on a more positive note and an upbeat note, uh, Bob's favorite day, as he told me, his favorite day he ever had in his professional speaking career. We, uh, we had a party for him on his 80th birthday at the Bellagio in Las Vegas. Uh, I was one of the only speakers. I think there were three or four speakers there. I remember Mark Victor Hansen was with us. And... Uh, I don't remember any other Mark, – Mark's, uh, Mark's wife, Crystal, was there. She's a speaker. And I think that was it. I think just the three of us. And, of course, Dawn Andrews, my wife. And that was it in terms of speakers. It was mostly family and friends. So we're there to celebrate Bob's 80th birthday. It was great because I got to speak and, and talk about what he had meant to me over the years, what a great mentor and friend he had been. And, yeah, he's sitting right in front. It was fantastic to be able to do that. Uh, I didn't know that that was probably going to be the last time on stage I ever did that on some level of stage. And, uh, but, but I told the story – that I'll tell you. And uh, when I was speaking at the Bellagio at his 80th birthday party, and uh, we had maybe, there were maybe 75 people there. It was very small. And uh, and afterwards, Bob said, that was the greatest day of my life in the professional speaking business, that that story you told. So I'll tell you the story. We were, we were it was 1998. And uh, we were speaking in Kansas City at Roe Bartle Hall for 7,000 salespeople. Bob was the, 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 the main headliner. Um, he was speaking Saturday morning and then keynoting Saturday night. And Bill Gove and I were speaking Friday night. We were the kickoff keynoters. It was mainly Bill Gove and I was, I was kind, of a, you know, kind of a backup. But Bill and I spoke together on stage. And so we had just produced this album called uh, Everything You Need to Know About Speaking. We had set, we had just started our company. We had $7,000 in the bank, okay, for our company. And uh, we had just produced all these albums. And I, I, I ordered 82 albums. They were cassette, big video cassette album, four cassette album. And they were expensive to produce. So I could only produce 80, I think it was 82 videos, 82 packages. And I brought them to, to Kansas City, set them up in our booth right next to Bob Proctor's booth. That was, his company was called Life Success 
Productions back in those days. Now it's Proctor Gallagher. Uh, he went into business with Sandy Gallagher some years ago. But uh, back then it was Life Success Productions, and our booth was next to Bob's, and Bob had like 4,000 albums. He had like a wall of albums. So anyway, the story is we go up there. It was my first major paid speech to a big audience. We go up there, and the idea is we're speaking at, at, um, at, uh, at about 8 o'clock at night. And then we're speaking around roughly until nine o'clock. And then we're going up, we're getting the audience to go to the exhibit hall and hopefully buy the album, which we were selling for $200 a piece. So Bob introduces us. We go on stage, we do the speech. It goes really well. And we say, come up to the booth. You know, here's the album. And, uh, and we promote it and people gave us a standing ovation. They loved it. So Bill and I and Dawn and my mom and dad were there uh, from Florida. They came in as well. And we're, we ran up to the booth before 7,000 people, we hoped, went to the booth. So we got up there. We went in the back door, manned the booth, and, they, and 600 people, 600 people lined up at the front gate of the exhibit hall, which, was in, which is in this the top of this auditorium, this row Bartle Hall in Kent, downtown Kansas City. And they locked the door. They locked it. So nobody can get in and we couldn't find anyone to open the door. So no one bought anything. So Bob Proctor had gone back to this hotel room because he was speaking the next day at nine o'clock in the morning. So I called him and I called him Uncle Bob and I said, Uncle Bob, I said, they locked the door. I told him a story. He goes, holy mackerel. He said, okay, do you have one of those albums with you in your room? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, bring it down to my room. And I go on at nine, be there at nine o'clock to see me and I'll figure something out. I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure something out. Don't worry about it. Get some sleep. So nine o'clock in the morning, it's me and my mom and dad and Don and my, and uh, Bill. And we're, we're sitting in the audience in the nosebleed actually way up in the, in the highest end of the stadium, uh, the hall. And Bob gets out there and says, he gets the album underneath his arm. It's the first thing he does when he, he's on stage. Now, he's selling his own album they just produced. His whole staff is there. They've got like 20 people there. Okay, that's how you make money at these programs. That's, you sell that back then. That's what we did. We sold albums in the back of the room. So he's got to sell his own album. Well, he had our album under his arm. He gets out there. And says, how many people? I'll never forget this as long as I live. It's like an unbelievable story. And I told this at the Bellagio, like I said, at his 80th birthday, and he was just beaming in the back. He, he said it was the greatest day of his life. And uh, in the speaking business. So he's got the album underneath his arm. And he says, how many people like Bill Gove and Steve Seaball last night? Weren't they great? Clap, clap, clap. Big audience approval. Okay. He said, how many people lined up to get their album? And a bunch of people raised their hand. He said, well, they locked the door, as you know, and you couldn't get it. He said, let me tell you something. He said, you have to get this album. He goes, Bill Gove is the father of professional speaking. He's the best of the best. He's the best of all time. And he went on and on about Bill. And he said, and Steve is his protege, and Steve's on there, and you have got to have this out. There is no question. He said, matter of fact, let me put it to you this way. If I see you walking down the streets of Kansas City in the next two days around this hall, and you don't have this album underneath your arm, just walk the other way. Don't even look at me. Don't even talk to me because you're not even trying. You don't even want to succeed because I'm telling you, you need this album. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. This is exactly what he said, almost word for word. He said, the Gove Seabold, that was our company name, the Gove Seabold booth is right next to our booth in the exhibit hall. We have a brand new album. We got about 4,000 copies up there. He said, if you only have $200 to your name, 
and you're gonna, and that's all you can spend. I want you to go past our booth and buy Bill Gove and Steve Seabold's album. That's how important it is. I, I want you to buy theirs instead of ours. I thought his people were gonna kill us. They were so pissed. Yeah, I mean, it was like, what are you? And I don't really blame him, but. He said, he says, you, you got to have it. So then he went on, put the album down, gave a speech. We run up to the, to the exhibit hall, my mom and dad and Ton and Bill, and, uh, and, the, and the flood comes. You know, like maybe two hours later when they took a break, there's hundreds and hundreds of people lined up at the gate, and they're buying. I've never seen, I've never seen a booth that busy with that many people before or since. It was insane. So bottom line is we walked out with $127,000 in a briefcase, not in cash mostly, but in credit cards. But we had like 10000 in cash. But I had a briefcase because I remember thinking, I've never carried this much money. I've never seen that much money in my life. And it was all because of what Bob Proctor did. And, and his people were, he didn't sell anywhere near as much as he would have sold because he did that. But I talked to him afterwards backstage and I said, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know what to say. I mean, what do you say that someone does that for you? I mean, you, you know. I mean, what do you say? He funded our entire company. Literally, we had $7,000 in the bank the day before. And the next day, we got $127,000. It funded our entire business, which eventually went all around the world. you know. And, um, and so it was, it was a great success, but that gave us the seed money. And so I said to Bob, I said, why? You know, I, I, I really appreciate it. I don't mean to sound funny, but why would you do that and kill your sales? And he said, I've owed Bill Gove a debt since 1968. And the debt was he mentored me. He taught without Bill Gove, I wouldn't be in this business. And I'm just lucky enough to be able to get on a stage and pay him back some way. He goes, you have no idea. I'll never forget him saying this. He goes, you have no idea how good that has made me feel. He goes, that's the greatest thing ever. No money could buy this feeling I have right now that Bill is so excited about this. He goes, I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing that ever happened. And, uh, and he, I mean, who would ever do that? You know, who would, I mean, speakers at NSA and national speakers didn't even believe it. They're like, you got to be kidding me. That's got to be BS. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, it happened. And so when I told the story at the Bellagio at, at, at Bob's 80th birthday party, I, I sat back and we laughed a little bit. And he goes, that was the greatest day of my life. That was the greatest day of my speaker's life. Now, I've never had anything that felt that good. And isn't that, isn't that interesting that we make all this money speaking, you know, and we inspire all these people. And the thing that makes us feel good is when we give something back. You know, isn't that interesting? We talked about that for a long time. Him and I, of course, this is a long time ago. And him and I have talked about that ever since. And I've told the story on stages all over the world ever since. Because I've never heard of speaker story. I've never heard of any speaker doing that before or since. And Bill hadn't either. And so that's the kind of guy Bob Proctor was. You know, people would ask me all the time when we work together in these huge stages. You know, we have 10, 15, 20,000 people in these auditoriums all over the world. When we were speaking on stage with Bob back in the day, and people would say, what kind of guy is he? I know who he is on stage, but who is he off stage? And I was always very proud and pleased to say he was the same guy. And he was. He was the same guy. Total introvert. Total introvert. One of the most introverted people I've ever met, which is nothing wrong with that. It's just that speakers, you know, introverts don't usually become speakers. They say about 20% of them, speakers are introverts, but they typically, you know, don't, they're not drawn to speaking. They're drawn to something else. And, but he was a total introvert, but he came out like a dynamo. If you've ever seen him on stage, if you haven't seen Bob Proctor, you know who I'm talking about? Go to YouTube and type in Bob Proctor, P-R-O-C-T-O-R, Bob, and watch him on video because there'll never be another Bob Proctor. He's gone, but he has not forgotten. His legacy will live on 
in all of our minds and anyone that worked with him and knew him as a friend, as I was lucky to, to have done, and Don was lucky to have uh, had him as a friend as well. He loved Don. He's a love to kid Don about different things. And we'll probably tell some of those stories later about Bob. But I, uh, you know, he's he was a legend and he'll, he'll go down in history as one of the greatest of all time. So study him if you possibly can, because I promise you, there's no one that ever took the stage and delivered like he did. Just a total unique, totally unique personality, unique human being. And just a lovely, lovely guy that told the truth. Just a really good guy. So I wanted to, to talk, to tell you that story. And if you're so inclined and you like the story, I'd recommend that you watch this story on video because it's pretty cool. Go to speechworkshop.com. Scroll down to the history videos. There's four history videos. And I tell the story in a student a television studio. And uh, you'll get a kick out of it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's done in a 4K studio, and it's it's pretty cool. So with that, uh, I appreciate you guys listening to the, or listening or watching the Author Speaker Podcast. And we'll see you on episode number three.